Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Alan Brown, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. We preach and teach and demonstrate the kingdom, the perspective that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Not only in heaven, but also in this earth for the ones who will receive him. And what will that do to you? What will that do for you? The fact that Jesus is Lord, does that change anything? Well, we're supposed to. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new and all things have become of God. Amen. So we're supposed to change. And as a minister of the gospel, that's what we do. We challenge people to receive the change that is associated with living and operating in the kingdom of God. Amen. So most people, they're not as thoughtful as they need to be concerning the things of God. Amen. So the Bible is always saying things like consider your ways, ponder the path of your feet. Amen. To be sober. The Bible says to be sober, vigilant for your adversary. The devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Amen. So we have to be thoughtful people. In other words, the cares of this life gloss over the words of God. Amen. It's like sowing in the thorns. Amen. It chokes the word and causes it to be unfruitful. So you have to slow down. You have to meditate. There's many scriptures that talk about whatsoever things are lovely and just and noble and virtuous and praiseworthy and of a good report. Meditate on these things. Let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. So we're supposed to slow down and think about what God is saying. Amen. To be able to hear God, to be able to, to read the Word of God and let that Word speak to us. And then to take stock, to take inventory of our lives according to the Word of God and let the Holy Spirit begin to, to change us. Amen. So if you're not a thoughtful person, then you will not consider the truth all the time. You have to consider what is true and what is right. Amen. So those people only live a portion of the truth. Amen. They don't continue in the truth. They don't build on the truth. They don't abide in the truth. Amen. So if we are a serious born again believer, amen, then we're supposed to be challenged. We're supposed to take those challenges and to grow in the things of God, to mature in the things of God. Amen. And so tonight I want to talk about that God gives. God is the great giver. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. And so we as believers, we are in a position to always receive from God. Amen. In fact, 
the way that we accomplish the will of God is by receiving from God. Amen. God gives us everything that we need to do his will. Amen. All the grace, all the power, all the attributes, all the provision. Amen. Everything that we need to do the will of God, God gives us. And so we have to be in a position to receive. So if we were honest, we would have to admit that God has more to give us than what we have received. I talked about growing in the things of God. Well, it is in accordance to us receiving from the Lord and having the boldness to walk in the things that we receive from the Lord. Amen. To give all honor and glory to the Lord. But in boldness, there's a difference between being passive and being humble. Amen. We, we boldly receive from God and walk in those things. The Bible says come boldly to the throne of grace to receive mercy and help and grace to, to help in time of need. Amen. So, so we have to be bold to receive and bold to walk, but in all humility, giving the honor and the glory to God. Whenever we receive from God, it increases our capacity to receive. So anytime that God gives us something, when we receive it, the fact that we received it, it can be built on. Amen. The Bible says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power unto salvation to those who believe, to the Jew first, but also to the Greek for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. So God takes us from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Amen. He increases us. Amen. In accordance to our willingness to receive from him. So those who have more will be given. That is the principle. Amen. Whatever you have ears to hear, you will have more ears to hear or the capacity to hear. God will increase your capacity, amen, to, to walk in those things if we will receive the beginning, amen. The more that we honor the Lord, the, the more we appreciate the gifts that he gives and the more valuable those gifts will be to us. Amen. Whatever it is. Like I said, God is a giver. We can talk about the gifts of the Spirit. We can talk about love. We can, we can talk about grace. We can talk about whatever God gives us. Amen. Jesus is the gift of God, the Bible says. The Holy Spirit is the gift of God. Amen. So whatever we receive, if we if we honor the Lord, the more valuable the things that God gives will be to us. Amen. So if, if we appreciate the gift, amen. And so that's how we honor the Lord by appreciating that it came from God. The more valuable the gift will be, the more valuable Jesus will be unto us. Amen. God gave Jesus. He's the gift. Amen. And so if we appreciate the gift, and honor the one who gave the gift, the more precious Jesus will be to us, the more valuable, the Holy Spirit. God gave the Holy Spirit. If you appreciate the gift that it came from God, see, the fact that it came from God makes it valuable. Amen. So, so God is the, the most high God. He is the almighty. 
that he is the, the, the all-wise God, amen, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, amen. And so if, if we let that revelation get a hold of us, that the creator of the universe, the ends of the worlds, is giving us gifts, amen, then we would count those gifts as valuable, as, as precious, amen. And we have to receive from the Lord, amen, that, that man has a tendency to want to co-op the gifts of God. I want to show you that in Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 8. Verse 18, Acts chapter 8, verse 18. It says, and when Simon, he's a, he's a sorcerer, when Simon the sorcerer saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, verse 19, saying, give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. And so he's trying to co-opt the gift that by the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit was given. And so when man sees these gifts, that if he doesn't belong to God completely, that he he loves the, 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 um, 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 the allure. He loves the appreciation. He loves the honor. Amen. The notoriety. He loves the honor. He loves the notoriety that the gifts bring. Amen. And so God gave the Holy Spirit. Man wants to co-opt. He wants to counterfeit what God is doing. He wants to co-opt what God is doing. Amen. So that the honor which belongs to God who gave the gift would belong to him. Amen. And so he's trying to get that honor. He's trying to get that notoriety. Amen. And so as believers, we have to be careful. All glory belongs to God. As ministers, we want to be careful. All glory belongs to God. God has given the process, so to speak, where he gives the gifts. He gives you everything that you need to do his will. Amen to carry out his assignment, amen, and then all glory goes to him. So the posture of our heart is, I'm bold to receive the gift, amen. I have to receive the gift, amen, because it came from the king. And when I receive the gift, I give all honor and glory unto God. And so the gift will increase because I counted the gift as from the Lord and being valuable and being precious. This is something given by the Lord. <laughs> Amen. And so as we begin to um, operate in the gift or receive the benefit of the gift, the gift will increase in our lives. Amen. And so what is the message? The message is this. The gift of God, the gifts of God must be received and the gifts must become treasure. Amen. The gifts of God must be received and then they must become valuable, precious, treasure as, as from the Lord. Amen. They, they must be coveted but stewarded. Amen. 
properly, properly for the Lord. Amen. And so you have to continue. Whatever God gives, you, you build on what God has given. Amen. If you're faithful with the little, God gives you, you more. Amen. So whatever God gives you, amen, you steward it as, as precious for the Lord because it works this way. Heaven is the image, the picture of righteousness, of what it looks like for a kingdom to be right. Amen. Jesus is the light of heaven. Amen. And the Bible says Jesus is the true light that lights everyone that comes into the world. So when the Lord's kingdom is advanced in this world, amen, for when the kingdom of heaven is advanced in this world, it's called the kingdom of God or is part of the kingdom of God. Amen. And so heaven shows what is right. We have to have the same heart in this earth realm of seeing what is right, appreciating what is right, appreciating what is holy. For, for instance, God says what is holy. Amen. And so we have to count what heaven says is holy as holy in this earth realm. Amen. In Matthew, the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 21, it says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen. And so what you count as treasure captures your heart. So wherever your treasure is, if your treasure is in heaven, then heaven captures your heart and that your heart goes with the desires of God, that Jesus is the desire, amen, of heaven. He's the desire of the kingdom of God, amen. And so if your heart is aligned with heaven, where your whatever you count as treasure, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. That's where your heart will be. So if your treasure is, say, mammon, it is money in this, this earth realm, then you will be devoted to this earth realm or the desire of your heart will be in this earth realm. So the, the gifts of God, whatever God gives, must become a treasure and you must honor the Lord. And if whatever God gives becomes a treasure, then you're captured by that land also. So heaven is the glory land. And so you're motivated, activated by heaven. You want to go to heaven. You want to fulfill the will of God in this earth using the gifts that God has given unto you. And then your, your conduct, your, your, your care for the gift will be in accordance to honoring God who is in heaven and honoring heaven, the kingdom of heaven, instead of the kingdom which is of the world. Amen. So where your treasure is, your heart will be. Amen. And so if you're after the treasure of the world, your heart is aligned with, with the world. If you're after the treasure of heaven, Jesus is the treasure of heaven, your heart will be devoted unto heaven. And so it, it conducts your life, your behavior. It governs your life. It governs your giving, so to speak. Amen. It governs well, your approach to money, 
Amen. You, you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all every other thing is given, is added unto you instead of going after the things which are of the world. Amen. And so your heart shows whether or not God has you. If, if your, your heart, amen, shows where your affections are and whether the Lord has you for real. Amen. Whether the Lord has, whether the Lord has apprehended you. Amen. So in Philippians chapter three, Philippians, God wants to apprehend you. Philippians chapter three, verses 12 through 15. Philippians chapter three. Verses 12, verses 12 through, through 15. Amen. It says, not that I've already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize for the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. And let, therefore, let us as many as are mature have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Amen. It says, not that I have already attained or already made perfect, but I follow after that I may apprehend. So the word apprehend means to lay hold of. Amen. The word apprehend means to eagerly take, to seize, to possess, to lay hold of, to comprehend, to do what is necessary to obtain the prize. And so the, the connotation here is that an athlete will train to to obtain a prize, Amen. So they put in the hours, Amen. And they and they may they may jog and they may lift weights, Amen. And they may practice, Amen. And and they may have a a disciplined life, a different lifestyle. Holy Ghost, this is what the Lord is saying that you are trying to obtain a prize that you may apprehend that for which Christ has apprehended you. So you are supposed to eagerly sees why the Lord has apprehended you. So everything that the Lord presents to you, you're supposed to eagerly seize as precious because the Lord is eagerly apprehending you for you to belong to him. Amen. And so it says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into the things which are before. So that's what I was saying. The things of God, the kingdom of God is, is always moving forward. Amen. It's always being built upon. Amen. And so the Lord wants to, to have you, to have your heart completely. Amen. Because if he has your heart completely, then the things that you esteem, how you look at life will be totally different. If Jesus is your prize, if Jesus is your treasure, then your whole life will be completely different. 
And so a lot of Christians don't know this. They were born again, so to speak, and they continued to live a lifestyle in the world. So they, they never reached that point of attaining unto the things that God wants them to attain unto. And so it, it talked about the, the upward calling of God. So your calling is an upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. It is one which causes you to be mature, to be perfected, to increase in the thing of God, in the things of God. And you'll never be completely perfected. So that does not mean you say, well, I might as well see it. No, you grab a hold of the things. You lay hold of everything that the Lord has given you. You count it as precious. The more you count it as precious, the more you honor him. The more you honor him, the less you have to be concerned about the world, the less you have to be concerned about sin or, or being cared about by the spirit of the world. Because he is, he is more precious than anything. Amen. So God gives. He gives the gifts. Amen. Many, many gifts. You honor the Lord by receiving the gifts and counting them as precious. The more you regard the gifts, the more revelation of the gifts will come to you. Amen. As a man of God, I, I know this to be true. Amen. God called me and my wife, amen, to, to minister, to be apostles. We receive that upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. We, we lay hold of the thing that God has given us to do. The more that we lay hold, amen, seize it, amen, pursue it, amen, the, the more valuable it is, the more revelation comes about how to do the things that God has called us to do. The Bible says God has made me an able minister. Paul says that God has made him an able minister of the gospel. Amen. So it's not of the flesh. It's receiving from the God of heaven. And that is, that is very important. This earth is hungry for the things of heaven. This earth is thirsty for the things of heaven, which are consummated in Christ Jesus. Jesus was the one that was sent from heaven. He's the one that you want. He's the one that you desire. He's the one that you need. And so every gift that God gives is symbolic of Jesus or has some connection to Jesus. Amen. So the more you receive from the Father God, the more that you will honor Jesus. The kingdom of God is based is based on the honor of Jesus. Amen. So we continue in the living truth which takes hold of us. Amen. We become captive to the Lord because we are captivated by him, activated by him, activated by the heavenly. We are in awe of God and that awakens us. Amen. And so the just shall live by faith. No one has seen the Lord at any time. But Jesus says, if you see me, you've seen the Father. And so the Bible says you can't see Jesus but through the glory. And so the Bible says that, that we with unveiled faces, as in a mirror, beholding the glory of the Lord, that we are transformed into the same image from glory 
to glory. So we begin to see the Lord spiritually. We begin to appreciate the Lord. We become a spiritual person because he has our heart. Our heart is consumed. Our heart is filled with the Lord. So we are very aware of the Lord. That means that we are awakened unto heaven. We are awakened unto the kingdom. We are awakened unto the things of God. We appreciate what God wants, the will of God. Amen. We are awakened. We are sensitized to the Lord. We see him and we know him in the image of Jesus, the form of Jesus. Who is Jesus? The gift. Amen. We must appreciate the gift and count the gift more valuable than anything that can be valued. Amen. And so when we began to do that, when we see Jesus as more valuable than anything that can be valued, then the Lord is able to apprehend us. Amen. As long as you think other things are more valuable, the, you, you can be a believer, but the Lord does not have you. He has not apprehended you. Amen. You're not a bond servant of the Lord. You're not a bond slave of the Lord. Amen. The, the devil can move any lust in this world, amen, that you're still alive to, and he can activate you, he can move you, he can manipulate you. So the Lord cannot trust you completely. You understand that a kingdom is based upon loyalty. So the Lord cannot trust you completely with the fullness of all the things that he wants to give you, amen, because you're likely to be joined unto the world instead of the Lord. Amen. So you're going to cause damage, amen, to the Lord's kingdom or to the reputation or, or the testimony, the witness of the Lord. You cannot be trusted completely. And yet God has gifts to give if you're willing to receive and count the gifts as, as precious. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, you said, man, are you teaching on the spiritual gifts? Yes, I'm teaching on all the gifts. I'm going to show you that everything that God gives is good. I'm going to show you that. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7 through 13. It says, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. So grace is unmerited favor. It speaks of that which is given by the Lord freely. Amen. To each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift, of you appreciating the gift of Christ. Okay? So, so the grace is working in accordance to your appreciation of the gift of Christ. Therefore, he says, when he, Jesus, ascended on high, led captivity captive, and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might feel or fulfill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, 
to the measure and the stature and the fullness of Christ. So this is the fivefold ministry gifts, but it worked with all the gifts. Whatever God gives as a gift, it is good. So God has given to the body of Christ apostles and prophets, evangelists and pastors and teachers. So these are good gifts from the Lord. What does it do? That if you will receive the gift, then you can continue. You can build on that which you have been given. Amen. So if you would receive the gift, count them as precious because they're from the Lord. If you honor the gifts, amen, and honor the Lord by honoring the gifts that he gives, amen, then those gifts will work for you. Those gifts will give more, amen. So the things of God, whatever God gives, if you would receive it, it would, it would begin to give more. Amen. And so you, you, you continue. Jesus said to those Jews who believed on him, he says, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. So this whole deal about knowing rightly and even living rightly and being purified, it, it is dependent on you receiving the truth. And then using that truth that you have received. So the word of God is another gift that is given by the Lord. And the truth that is in the word of God is a gift. And the wisdom that is in the word of God is a gift. So you have to receive it to continue in what God has given. That word continue many times is called abide. It means to live there, but to grow, to dwell there, but to increase and to grow. And so that's what God has called you to be perfected, to be matured and to grow. So he gives you a gift. If, if you despise the gift and the Bible says that even the blood of Jesus, that if you count it as an unholy thing, then there, there is no more sacrifice for sins for you because that was the gift that God gave you to get you saved and to give you repentance for your sins. Amen. And so if you reject the gift, you despise the gift, the gift cannot give the benefit that God desired and you cannot increase in the knowledge of it. Amen. You're supposed to increase in the knowledge of the thing wherewith God has given you. Amen. In James, the book of James, chapter one, James chapter one. Verse 17, James chapter 1, verse 17. It is it's going to bring forth righteousness. It's going to be a help. It's going to be a blessing. So every good gift and every perfect gift, it comes down from above, from the Father of lights, and it's not going to change. There's no variableness nor shadow of turning in him. Amen. And so there in that scripture, the word gift is there two times. It says every good gift. Amen. That means that which is given. Amen. That's what that word gift means in that instance. Every good gift, that which is given by the Lord 
and every perfect gift. Amen. That word means a gift which makes full. It completes nothing missing, nothing lacking. Amen. So you know how the scripture says that God has blessed you to be a blessing. So, so God has given you the power to get wealth. He's given you grace upon your life. The Bible says we know the grace of our Lord Jesus. Though he was so very rich, yet for our sake he became poor, that we through his poverty may become amen. So, amen. So, the grace of God, amen, to, to increase and to have, and to have prosperity, amen. What God gives you causes you to become a gift. I'm going to say it again. What God has given you causes you to be a gift which gives. In other words, God desires to give. So he blesses you and you give. Amen. God wants to bless people. God wants to heal people. So he puts that grace of healing upon your life so that you can lay hands on the sick or you can operate in the gift of healing. Amen. So every good gift is that which is given by the Lord and every perfect gift is the gift that makes you a gift. Amen. Causes you to be perfected in the thing where which God has given unto you. Amen. And so the words are slightly different. I'm not trying to squabble about the word because gift is that which is given by the Lord. But the emphasis is that if you would receive, then the gift would change you. Amen. The gift has the ability to change your capacity to give. Amen. If you follow me, if you receive the gift, you're working in the kingdom. You're working for God. You're honoring the Lord. He is giving you gifts. If you would receive the gift, it gives you the capacity to represent or to show forth the image of God who was a giver. Amen. So it changes you into one who is able to give the gift. So you would be zealous, amen, as the Bible says, for the gifts, spiritual gifts, whatever gift you would be zealous for, because it would change you more so into the image of God, amen. So that's why there's grace to give. And that's why there's grace, amen, to pray for folk and everything. God is trying to get his gifts to other people. That's why we lay hands and as as a, a, a minister, we have the ability to lay hands and impart the gift. Why? God has given us a gift. Not for us to hoard a gift unto ourselves, but to give the gift so people can look at the Lord and say, look what the Lord has done. And look what the Lord has given. Amen. But if your heart is not right, if you're like Simon the sorcerer, you'd be like saying, give me this power. Amen. So folks can look at me. Mm -hmm. So your heart is not right. Amen. And so you're not letting the gift change you. And in, in other words, you would consider. I, I started this thing about saying how you, how you are thoughtful. You are considerate. Amen. You're, you're sober. You, you meditate. As you give yourself 
to the Lord and, and you are in awe of the Lord that he would actually give you a gift. You, you are so enthralled by the Lord that you would not operate corruptly with that gift. You, 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 you understand the gift would be would, would show you the Lord. You, it would show how good God is. And so you wouldn't be selfish either. You would not keep that gift unto yourself. You would begin to consider how God, how good God is. Amen. As it pertains to the gift. So the gift is <laughs> the gift is not going to change. And I know people say, you know, I knew somebody they, they started out doing good and then they did bad. No, the gift does not change. The person may have changed. Amen. And it may come to a point where God would remove his his gift. If they're not depending on the Lord, then they will begin to um, depend on familiar spirits, devils, to try to get the, the same result. Because Jesus says, when, when people say, did not, you know, that, that we lay hands on those and cast out devils in your name. And Jesus says, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. So intimacy is required to be a minister of the Lord. In other words, you spend time in his presence. And when he gives you something, amen, you're able to, to leave the closet, so to speak, where his presence, but carry that presence on you and in you to deliver what you received. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that if you pray in secret, you will be rewarded openly. If you give in secret, you will be rewarded openly. Amen. So when you need to operate in those gifts, amen, they will work, amen, because you are giving honor, you're giving glory to the Lord. Amen. So, so the gift does not change. In 1 John, 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So we're, we're talking about operating in the light. We are challenging people to come up higher, to have intimacy with the Lord, to actually know him. Because the Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the father of lights. And so we are in his kingdom, which is the kingdom of light. Amen. And that in God is light. Amen. And in him is no darkness at all. So if we operate in darkness, we speak in darkness, we minister with guile or, or deceit, that's darkness. God does not have a part in that. You say, well, I sense uh, some, some grace still working. Well, fear and tremble and repent. Amen. God does love people. Amen. But if you have intimacy with the Lord, the Lord deals with his ministers that we would not do anything craftily. The devil is crafty, deceitfully. Amen. Not for greedy gain. Amen. All these things we're supposed to ponder. We're supposed to meditate on until we get the God intended result. Amen. Until we get that which is called the good report. Amen. We think on, we meditate on, we consider our ways. 
We, we, we weigh our hearts. Amen. We allow the Lord to weigh our hearts. Amen. Until we are right in our hearts. Amen. It's, it's kind of like, you know, if, if I'm, you know, called to minister. Amen. If I had words with my wife. Amen. My, my heart would condemn me. Amen. I can't preach till I get this right. Amen. And so you have to you have to do that, which is makes things right. You have to go to the Lord. If you have aggrieved anyone, you go to that person. You make it right. Amen. So that you can continue in the light. You must be sensitive to these things. Also, you're not supposed to just keep going and going and not sensitive. If you have grieved the Holy Spirit or that you have hurt the Holy Spirit. Amen. And St. John, I'm going to try to get some more scriptures in. They, they are all relevant, but we're going to try to tie it all together. St. John, chapter 5, verse 23. St. John, chapter 5, verse 23. That all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. And he who does not honor the Son does not honor the father who sent him. You know how the Bible says in Psalms chapter two, kiss the son lest he be angry. Kiss the son Jesus lest the father be angry. Just like you say you honor the father, you're supposed to honor the son. If you're not honoring Jesus because the kingdom of God is based on the honor of Jesus, you are not honoring the father according to the word of God. Amen. So from heaven, it makes the gift valuable. And from God, it makes the gift extremely valuable. So every good and perfect gift comes down from above. So the good gifts comes from heaven. That makes it valuable. In other words, you value heaven over the earth. That's why you would not give your soul to go to hell by living a, a worldly life. You value heaven above the earth. And so that, therefore, whatever gift God has given you, because it came from heaven, you say, that's valuable. Now, because it came from God, that makes it extremely valuable. So you esteem heaven above the earth. Amen. The, the, the desire of heaven above the desire of earth, the treasure of heaven above the treasure of earth. Amen. And you desire or you esteem God above anything and everything. Amen. So the fact that it came from the king. Amen. So if, if a king gave you a painting, even if you didn't know the artist, you would say this painting came from the king is valuable. If he, if he gave you a vase. Amen. It, it may look like just, you know, a well-crafted, sturdy vase. But because it came from the king. You, you understand the king of kings, that makes it very valuable. Amen. So the Lord is the king above all kings. So whatever he gives you is a good gift and that comes down from above. It will not change into a bad gift. He says, um, what does it say that if you being evil know how to give good gifts and good things, how much more shall your heavenly father? He says that I won't give you a snake. I won't give you a, a, a scorpion. Amen. That I'll give you um, bread. Amen. I'll give you an egg. I will not give you um, anything evil if you ask for a gift. Amen. So God's gifts 
do not turn into evil gifts because God is not evil. And that which God gives is pure, it is right, it is righteous. Now, what you do, your heart, can you can become defiled or you can become corrupted by the world. And the, the Bible, the word of God, it, it, it admonishes you, amen, not to become corrupted by the world. You know, Paul says, I tell you this, even weeping, that some of them, some people, he says that they are enemies to the cross of Christ. He says their God is their belly. He says, I'm telling you these things weeping. He says, this person has left me and that person has left me having loved this present world. What happened? The gift. They had a gift. I'm sure Paul laid hands on them, but they became corrupted. The gift, amen, would always be good. The Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Amen. And so the gift is does not change. But you, if you count that gift as valuable, it will be valuable. So the more you esteem it, it's, it's like the word of God. The Bible says in Psalms 19, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Wisdom desire it more than rubies or, or, or gold or, or precious stones or anything that can be desired. You're supposed to desire the things of God. But if you don't know, why do you don't know? Because you count the things in the world as treasure. And so that treasure has the ability to turn the heart. The Bible says that a bribe will turn the heart. Amen. So your eyes, wherever that treasure is leading you, if it's from, from the world, your heart is turned to the things of the world. And so you will not count Jesus as the most valuable, precious, amen, entity that there is. Amen. In 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. So, so you grow in the things of God by receiving. Amen. If you receive from the Lord, it has the ability to change you. It changes your heart. You begin to grow and you begin to mature. Amen. So 1 John chapter 2, beginning with verse 12. It says, I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you, children, because you have known the father. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I've written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Amen. And then it says, don't love the things of the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes and the pride of life. And so what are we saying here? Three groups of people, children, amen, young men, amen, and fathers, children, young men and fathers. So he says, I write to you children because your sins are forgiven. Verse 12, verse 13, I write to you children because you have known the father. That's growth. That is, that is mature. That's where the gift will take you. Amen. So the gift will take you from being saved, you know, knowing that your sins are forgiven to knowing the father. Amen. And then the young men, 
it's interesting, verse 13, that he writes to the young men because they have overcome the wicked one. Verse 14, he writes to the young men because they are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. So that's growth. That is, that is maturing in the things of God. You're becoming stronger. You're still overcoming the wicked one, but you're strong because the word of God abides in you. That means lives in you. That is a continuation. Abiding means to continue in the truth, continue in the word of God. And I'll say this, to continue in fellowship and in intimacy with, with the Lord. And then the fathers, verse 13, written to you fathers, because you have known him who was from the beginning. And again, I write to you fathers, because you have known him who was, who was from the beginning. So as you, as you mature, you're still maturing. That is even that is a continuation of knowing the one who was from the beginning, that phrase from the, the beginning, amen. And so you are continuing, amen, in the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You're continuing to know, amen, the Father who was, who was from the beginning. You're continuing to know Jesus and you're continuing to know the Holy Spirit. So receiving the gift, not despising the gift and letting the gift have this work in you to change you will cause maturity. And it would cause growth. Amen. In 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Amen. It says, To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. So the Bible says we have an inheritance undefiled, reserved in heaven for us. And somebody says, I thought we had an inheritance. I thought the inheritance was in this, in this earth realm that the Lord has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus in this earth. And so the answer is yes, amen. Both, both are true. It is, it is the appreciation of receiving our rewards and things in heaven, amen, which causes us to conduct our life in this earth in the appropriate way, amen. The Bible says those who love his appearing, that they purify themselves. Those that love Jesus' appearing, you will purify, purify yourself, amen. So, what, is, what am I saying? Heaven is precious and, and the Lord is, is precious and eternal life is precious and the word that he gives us is precious. For, in continuing 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23 through 25, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, who lives and abides forever, because all flesh is as grass, and the glory of man is as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word by which the, which by the gospel was preached to you. So the word lives forever. 
And so we are born again, not by that which is corruptible, that which is in this earth realm, but incorruptible by the word of God. The Bible says it is forever settled in heaven, God's word. And so that word, that seed is how we were born again. So that is a gift. Amen. That word, that gospel that was preached to you was a precious gift. So I want you to see that the way that the gift works, it makes you appreciate heaven. The way that the gift works, it makes you honor Jesus. Amen. You, you can't get to the Father except by Jesus. The way that the gift works, it causes you to esteem that which is above more precious than that which is beneath. Amen. And so your mindset, amen, is according to that which is of heaven and that which is of the, the spirit of God. Amen. So you have to honor the gift. Amen. Because it is from above and it is it is from God. Amen. The gift is what is given unto you by God. It does not change. Amen. It does not change. Amen. God, it changes you. Amen. Malachi 3, 6, it says, for I am the Lord, I change not. So God doesn't change. What is God trying to do? He's trying to get you to change to the heavenly mindset, the appreciation of the heavenly. Amen. So that you, you will do what is necessary in this earth to get to heaven and to be rewarded in heaven. Amen. Second Timothy, I'm about finished. Second Timothy. Second Timothy, chapter one, verse 14. Second Timothy, chapter one, verse 14. It says, that good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Amen. So Paul is telling Timothy, there has been a good thing committed unto you. Amen. So to be born again by the gospel and to be called by God to be a, a pastor and a bishop. Amen. You know, he told him to war a good warfare with the prophecies that had went on before him by the laying on of hands. And so that which God has given is a good thing. Amen. The Bible says he that findeth a wife finds a good thing. That means she's a gift. From, from heaven and from the Lord, your wife, men, hallelujah, they are a good thing that, that does not change, amen, hallelujah, that good thing that God has given does not change into a bad thing, that good thing which God has committed to you, you have to guard it, amen, so you count it precious, the good thing that God has given, the gift that God has given you have to guard it. You have to keep it by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came from heaven. So the connection between heaven and earth is that, that the heavenly will protect and keep, amen, that which God gives from heaven into this, into this earth realm, amen. Philemon, amen. Maybe one or two more scriptures. The book of Philemon. which is only one chapter, but verse six, Philemon one six, that the sharing of your faith may become effective 
by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So again, we see the gifts that God gives, amen. Whether it is salvation, whether it is being entrusted with the gospel, amen. Whether it is the calling, you're gonna need gifts for your calling. You're gonna need anointing for your calling. You're gonna need gifts, they come from the Lord, amen. And so it says you have to acknowledge Every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Amen. So whatever um, prophetic word, whatever God has spoken to you, even into your heart, what he's called you to do. Amen. What he has given unto you. I don't care what it looks like. You need to thank the Lord and acknowledge it. Thank you, Father. Amen. That I shall preach the word of God. Amen. I'm receiving the gifts to do just that. I'm receiving instruction. Amen. The Bible says a fool despises instruction. Amen. There are those who reject the things of God. Amen. And so you receive it as a gift from the Lord. You acknowledge it and you honor, you honor the gift. Amen. Don't give your honor to another. The Bible says Proverbs 5, 9. Amen. In Romans eleven twenty nine, it says, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance or they are irrevocable. So whatever God has given, amen, whether you picked it up and ran with it, amen, whether you were zealous, the Bible says, zealous for gifts, amen, that whether you tried to um, bring honor uh, and notoriety unto yourself, so you Corrupted. So when people saw the gift, they said like the name of God was um, despised amongst the Gentiles. Amen. Profane amongst the Gentiles. Amen. Because you did not conduct. You did not let the gift begin to change you. You did not have appreciation for those those gifts. Amen. Jesus is a gift. The Holy Spirit is the gift. Amen. The fivefold ministry gifts. They are gifts. The Word of God is is a gift. Amen. You, you, the, the, the calling upon your life is a gift and the ability to carry out that calling is by the gifts, the graces that God gives you to carry that thing out. I'm going to say a thing as I end. Many people, they have missed out on the Lord because they refuse to walk together with him and agree. They, they have refused divine order. Amen. So there's, there's chaos. Amen. Because they have refused Psalms 133, that how the precious oil, amen, the anointing oil, how it flows on the head of Aaron to his beard and, and to his, his garments there, God has commanded his blessing. Amen. And so God has given everyone a minister. Amen. That we won't get into the, that, that full teaching. There are apostles who were met by the Lord Jesus, just like in Bible days. And the Lord Jesus himself has called them. But I don't want you to get, get off, <laughs> man. For most folks, God has given ministers, amen. And you are to know that that minister is a gift. And then you appreciate that gift. The Bible says that to honor those, amen, who who um, work in the word, labor in the word, even count them for a double honor. And so 
You have to know what gift is given. God has given a minister to everyone. So you have to know it. You have to receive that gift and begin building upon or continue in that gift. That gift will begin to give you and increase you. Amen. You will begin to mature. You will begin, hallelujah, to come up higher in the things of God. Amen. That, That you'll be prepared, equipped for the work of the ministry, even yourself. Amen. You're trying to get out and minister, but you're not submitted to the gift that God has has given unto you. So you're not respective of the Lord. You're not reverent of the Lord. Amen. And so you, you find that place and you began to receive of that gift. If that gift is of the Lord, even if that person is not giving you the attention that you believe that you deserve. You can call upon the gift. It's God will cause that gift to work for you. Amen. And so that is that is one of the key things. I don't have time to finish it now, but I'm teaching you how to receive your inheritance and your assignment from the Lord. So, Father, we thank you. Hallelujah for that precious word. I say that word is precious. And I thank you for that wisdom, Lord. That wisdom is precious. It's above anything that can be desired. Amen. I thank you, Father, that you speak. Your voice is is precious above all other voices, Lord God. Hallelujah. I thank you for your presence, Lord. Your presence is precious. Amen. More valuable than anything, Lord God. Amen. And so, Father God, I receive from you and I speak concerning your people that they receive from you Lord God hallelujah you have the effect Lord God of purifying our thoughts amen purging our consciousness amen so that we can think right in line with you that we can choose right we can choose your, the life that you have prepared for us Lord God and also father God I pray that your people will receive of the anointing, amen, that they would be blessed to be a blessing, amen, that they would receive the anointing of God, even on this broadcast and this words, Lord God, that they would receive something, amen, that would make them a gift unto others. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.